Amen. Subject on tonight, can you be persistent in your walk with God? Can you be persistent in your walk with God? Amen. The word persistent means continuing firmly on a course of action in spite of difficulty or oppositions. It's continuing to exist or endure over a prolonged period of time. Someone who is persisting, continues doing something or tries to do something in a determined but often unreasonable way. Being persistent is not giving up. In your walk with God, persistent is a quality you must have to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You may be okay taking a break in your natural life, but it's not a good thing to take a break from God. God is constantly moving and shifting from one area in your life to another. Don't you think that God is sitting still and it's time for you not to sit still? So you can't afford, you can't afford to take a break or you will lose sight on where God is headed. You take a break, God ain't taking no break, he moving on. So if you miss your season or you miss the shifting of God in your life, it ain't nobody's fault but your own. This is not a coffee break salvation. Amen. It is easy to fall out of the race when you don't stay focused and you take your eyes off of Jesus Christ. Because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you take your eyes off of him, how are you going to make it to God? How are you going to know which was the direction that you should have taken when you took your eyes off of the Lord? Amen. When we do that, we wind up making a bunch of excuses for the way we walk because we lost focus. Staying focused and staying persistent in your walk with God, we must be persistent in our prayer life to see the results from the living God. We must be persistent in our faith in order to be pleased reading the Bible to build up on our most holy faith. So persistence seems to be a requirement. Endurance must be found in you to make it to see what the end will be. What will cause you to quit on salvation and turn and go back?
Because you know when you quit on God, you quit on salvation. Amen. When you quit on God, you say you're tired of this way. You want to go back to your old way. You want to go back to a familiar ground. Amen. The ground may have been familiar, but it was contaminated. That's the reason God had to pull you out of it. Go to Psalm 55 if you would. Are we down? Let's read verses 16 and 17. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. If you notice that this here was not a one-time prayer, this person was consistent in calling on God. He said he was going to call on him in the morning. He was going to call on him at noonday. And he was going to call on him when he get ready to lay down to go to bed. And he said, when I call on him in the evening and in the morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud. Pray and cry loud is to pray consistent. You got to be persistent in your prayer. You got to be meaningful in your prayer. Amen. So then when you know that you have prayed to God with your heart, then you expect to get an answer from God or to hear God's voice talking with you. Amen. Persistent. If you don't be persistent in nothing else, you need to be persistent in your prayer life. Amen. Because that's where you make your connection. Come on, somebody. Nehemiah. Another one of them. Books I gotta search for. Huh? Don't laugh, you're gonna get old one day. You're gonna have to search too. Ah. Somebody tell me where is that? Marking my book. Somebody read those verses while I'm flipping and skipping.
And it came to pass when I heard this and sat down and I wept and moaned for days. Not for a minute. He moaned for days. And he fasted and he prayed. And, 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 and my book said constantly. See, sometimes we leave out the constant prayer. We, we, we think because we do it one time, we done done enough. Amen. Said, but I constantly prayed before the God of heaven. And I said, Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God who keeps covenant, love and kindness, and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandment. Let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open and listen to the prayer that your servant is sending out. Come on, somebody. You got to approach God. Man, you got to approach God letting him know who he is and also letting him know who you is. Amen. Don't try to whitewash it. I sin. Help me, God. You the one that can help me. That's why I'm constantly calling on you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So you got to be consistent. Don't. Because you don't get an answer, don't stop. Because it don't come when you think it ought to come, don't stop. God want to know how persistent you is. Amen. He want to know how long can you call on him without dropping out. Amen. Because see, if you constantly call on him, you letting him know by your constant calling on him that there's nobody else to call on. Amen. So, Always be persistent in your calling on God. Go to Ecclesiastic chapter 9. Well, when I get out of these old testaments, I can, I can wiggle my way around. Ecclesiastic chapter 9, verses 10 through 11, right? Are we there? Let's read, please. Whatsoever thy hands find to do, do it. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou go. You better work now. You better be consistent now, working for God, because in the grave you can't do nothing. Huh? So whatever thy hands find to do is talking about in the kingdom. Do it with all your might. If you're going to do it gradually, you're going to keep it to yourself. <clears throat> For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave, the place of the dead. Where we all are going one day. So guess what? 
That means that we got to work while we are not in the grave. Uh, our benefit is while we are alive, not when we dead. Have you noticed that when somebody dies, everybody got something nice to say, and they ain't done nothing for God. And it's the only thing that's going to last. What never do it make how good a fried chicken you can cook? Once you dead. Come on, somebody. Woo, my, you sure can cook them greens. What good is it going to do? <laughs> they ain't no eat greens in heaven. <laughs> Verse 11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor of men of skill but time and chances oh lord have mercy time and chances happen to them all and you always hollering about why me <coughs> huh come on somebody you 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 got you got to work while you alive, huh? Because he said, "I saw and I peeped under the sun." In other words, he looked on the earth, and he saw that the race wasn't given to them that were running fast, and the battle wasn't always to them that was the strongest. Neither bread to the wise man, and the rich man of intelligence and understanding, nor favor. To men of skill. But he said, but with God, chances, time and chances happens to us all. Use your time wisely. Put you up something in glory that is going to speak for you. Come on, somebody. Well, let's go to Matthew chapter 24. So, Jamie, it ain't how fast they run in front of us as long as we get there. Huh? Make every one of your steps sure that you're stepping in the right direction. Come on now. Matthew 24, but we're going to go up to, 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 to start at verse 11. And we're going to read down uh, through 13. Are we there? Let's read it, please. And many false prophets shall rise and shall... There are going to be some folks that's going to try to call you to error from salvation. They're going to try to get you to error from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. They going to come professing themselves to be somebody, but they are not. That was a, one of the Facebook uh, Christians put something on my 
uh, Facebook said, be sure of your title because it's going to show how it go? It's gonna show who you are. Who gonna show who you are? So be sure of your title, whether you be a prophet, whether you be a bishop, whether you be an apostle, because your title will find you out. I just simply answer the question back to him: What happened to just being a plain servant of Jesus Christ? Why has it got to be about the title? You know, I think folks got their walk messed up. They 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 thinking about they thinking about titles and nobody's thinking about being a servant. Amen. Amen. Just, I, I said just just be a servant of, of the gospel. That's all you got to worry about. Don't worry about your title. Just be a servant of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Folks are being deceived by titles. 12 verse says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love, wait a minute, it said, and the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multitude of lawlessness and iniquity. The great body of a multitude of people. Don't you see it? Don't you see it right before your face every day? Amen. We're supposed to be a nation of law, but it's so it's, it, it, it seems like it's just so much lawlessness going on. And it's accepted. It says it's accepted by those that are in authority. And that's because iniquity shall abound. Ah, the 13th verse says, But he that shall endure to the end, guess what? He that shall endure to the end, you can't allow hatred to get in your heart because of what's going on. You got a place you are going and it's not here. You got a place that you are going in this book and it don't consist of what's going on in the world. Because what's going on in the world is going to go on until the end come. Your consistent walk with God has got to be by the scripture and you can't allow hatred to get in you because of what's going on. The devil is planting seeds in the world. Huh? Saints got to stop watching the seeds of the devil. If you don't, you're going to fool around and swallow one of them. And they have you thinking just like the folks in the world is thinking. He'll have you hating folks that you don't even know nothing about them. Just because of the color of their skin. Amen. 
right? We might not like what the officials is doing, but we can't have any room in there to hate them. If you got any room in there, you need to pray for them. Huh? We have to put them in the hands of God. Come on, somebody. So, guess what? You got to keep continuing to tell yourself, I got to endure to the end. I can't stop in the middle of the race. I got to go all the way to see what the end is going to be. I got to go all the way to the end just to be saved. I'm not saved stopping in the middle of the race. You got to go all the way. In other words, you got to be persistent in your walk with God. Amen. We sometimes think that our persistency is based on coming to church. No, your persistence starts when you leave church. Is how is how we walk this thing after we leave here. Amen. The world, the church world, has got the got 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 Christians thinking that your persistency is in coming to church, coming to study, coming to Sunday, but then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can take a break. That's what the Christianity world is doing now. They taking a break through the week. Come on, somebody. And being churchy on Sunday. Amen. You gotta have, you gotta be persistent. You gotta have God on your mind every day. You and I cannot afford to take a break from God or you gonna lose sight on him. Uh, I got to read 14 verse. Read it. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. Lord have mercy. Everything is based on the word of God. Everything in this world is not based on what the, what the officials are doing, what the Presidents are doing what, what, what all the uh, our officers are doing. It's not based on what they're doing. It's based on the word of God getting out to every nation. That lets us know right there who's in charge. Amen. And this good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached. Throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And God said, and then will the end come. Because guess what? The world is going to have a testimony that's going to speak against them. The word of God went forth, but what did you do with it? One thing that we don't want. Get before God and the word of God speak against us. Come on, somebody. 
now you see why we ain't got no time to stop running. Huh? We can't stop running this race. Too close to the end. You know, sometimes we be running a race and we get a little winded. Baby, when you start getting a little winded, start walking fast. Because guess what? It wasn't given to the swift, no way. Come on, somebody. But be persistent in your walk with him. When you think you're getting tired and want to drop out of the race, Lord, give me some strength. Give me some strength that I don't go back. Give me some strength, Lord, that I keep walking in you. Come on, somebody. Hmm. And why are you walking with God? You get a little winded. Watch you walk for you some water. Because it might be contaminated. Huh? Might have a fix in it, Jane. <laughs> Another reason to watch who you hang out with. Smiling faces. Huh? Y'all know it. Luke chapter 5. Verses 17. The world is caught in a trap of being persistent in what the world wants them to do. That's why they almost like got ants in their pants and they can't be still. You look at the news and you look on beaches and they all cluttered up on beaches, nobody wearing masks, they having a good time. But guess what? A large percentage of them leave there with COVID-19. Falling right in the hands of the enemy. Come on, somebody. That's why God gives you wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Not to be foolish with your walk with him. I'm going to go anyway. God's going to take him. Don't you put that to no test. Huh? Don't you test God. You better let God continue to test you. Don't you test God. Huh? You fool around and be out there on your own. Luke 5 verses 17 says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. As he was what? Teaching. He was teaching the word of God. Now let's see what happens when you're around the word of God. Read on. There was a Pharisee and a doctor of the law sitting by, which were coming out of every town of Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now guess what? That was doctor. That was smart folks. That was educated folks. Sitting around looking at him. 
Good God Almighty. I'm saying they came out of every town. They came to see this man from Galilee. They had doctors. That means that they had folk that was educated, not just in in uh, uh, in the law, but also probably educated in medicine as well. Yeah. But they heard that there was a healer yeah. in the city. Yeah. So they wanted to find out what was going on. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Wow. Pastor, you remember back in the time when we know that it was somebody coming to town that was anointed Oh, man, the house would be packed because they wanted to see what was going to happen with the anointing. It wasn't so much about the person themselves, but they know that the person, that God carried anointing on that person, and everybody wanted to see what that anointing was going to bring forth on that night. Oh, they ain't looking for no anointing no more. Come on, somebody. And you know why? And because they're not looking for it, God don't show it. You ain't looking for God, he ain't showing up out of, just, out of, uh, just to show up. You gotta, you gotta want him to show up. Come on now. Folks were getting saved. Folks were getting healed. Folks were receiving the Holy Ghost because they fell under the anointing. Wanna fall under anointing now? All they want to do is go sing their song, and then you know they sing their song and they hit the door. Amen. Every program you done been to before the pandemic came, every one we went to, once they got through singing their song, they hit the door. So they came for their performance. They didn't come to see the healer. So the healer didn't show up. Good God Almighty. 18 verse says, and, and, and behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken in palsy, and had bring him in, and they laid him before him. And when they could not find by way, bring him in because of the multitude, Look here. It was so many folks that came to see the healer that there was no room that they couldn't even get a sick man on a bed in to see him. But look at their persistence. See, if you ain't got no persistence, you need to be around some folks that's persistent. Come on, somebody. Because you know why? Because you need to see something. It said, and they went up the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, look at that. He said, not didn't see that he saw his faith. He saw their faith. He saw their persistency to get that man to him. Wow. Baby, it pays to be around the right folk. Huh? Said, and he saw 
their faith. He said unto him, Man, thou sin are forgiven thee. Good God Almighty. And guess what? And when he told this man that his sins had been forgiven him, and, and, and everybody was asking, who is this man had a right to tell somebody they sins? Let's read on down. I, I, I didn't put all of it in, but I'm, we're going to read on down. Verse 22 reads. No, 21. First, yeah, 21st. And the strivers and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blaspheme? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Then I told you they came to see something. Huh? They came with their little knowledge that they had about God that they thought they knew about Jesus. They didn't know that he was God in the flesh. 22nd verse said, But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he didn't hear their mouth, he perceived what they were thinking. Good God Almighty. God know what you're thinking. Huh? He know when your thoughts ain't right. And then sometimes when you, when you can't get what you want from God or what you need from God, check out your thoughts because he done already peeped your whole card. Read the book. What reason ye in your heart? He read their heart. God reads your heart. He knows whether or not you fully want him or not. Read the book. Whether it be easy to say thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man had power upon the earth to forgive sin, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy couch, and go into thy house. Good God of man, right before they face. Huh? James. The anointing exploded right before their face. Huh? Made a fool out of them. <laughs> they thought they knew it all, Jane. They thought they was the doctor of the law. They knew all the facts that they needed to know about God. And he just blew what they knew out the water. Which one is easier? To tell this man your sin forgiven or to get up off that couch and walk? He said, but I'm going to take the hardest part because, see, y'all always go by what you see. Man, get up off that couch and walk. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But you know the thing I liked about it the most? He saw the persistency of the folks that brought the man to Jesus to the point that they couldn't get him in. They could have just said, well, it's just too many folks. They climbed on top of the house, tore up the roof, let the man down, and when Jesus seen their faith, he said, man, your sins is forgiven. You know what that saying? When it seemed like it's hard for you to get to God, you better find a way. Uh, you better keep on, and you living in a day now that the time of getting to God is going to be hard. You're going to have to claw, baby. You're going to have to claw your way. You're going to have to be persistent and crawling and, and clamming and crawling and biting trying to get your way to God. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We living in a time that we haven't seen. Man. Let me see. 
men was bringing him a stretcher, a man that was paralyzed, and carried him in and laid him before Jesus. Man, ain't nothing like laying before Jesus. Huh? When you can get your heart right and lay before Jesus, ain't nothing that he won't do for you. Huh? He'll say, daughter, son, pick up thy couch and walk. Huh? For your thou sins has been forgiven. That's powerful right there. Amen. The powerful part is not the natural healing of the man, but the forgiveness of the sin. Because he could be naturally healed and still went to hell. But if his sins be forgiven and he even stay paralyzed, he still can go to glory because he was forgiven. So which of the two would you have? Amen. But I like it that he said, but I'm going to show you something because I know y'all go by what y'all see. Uh-huh. I done already forgave the man, but I done already told him, man, your sin forgiven. So I ain't taking that back. That's done. He said, but I'm going to show you something because y'all want to see something. Uh-huh. Uh, come on, somebody. Yeah, you want on. something to go back and talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm going to give you something to talk about. Man, pick that couch up and walk. Can you imagine that? There was a multitude of people all around him. Can you imagine the mind and the thoughts that they had when he told that man to get up off that couch and walk? My Lord. They said, show sure up, the teacher is here. It probably was, it just ain't written in here, but it probably was some praises going on in that meeting. Amen. If you want to have a praise with God, get you some consistency. Amen. Go to Luke 18. Oh, this is another good one. <coughs> all you that want to quit in your prayer, and all of you that want to quit when God ain't answered because you thought he should have answered you yesterday. Uh, all you that think it's just taking God too long to do what you need him to do for you. You know what I found out? God said he's going to do something for me and it hasn't been done. I can't leave here until it's done. If I get 199 and ain't seen it, that means evidently I'm going to 200. Because I got to stay here to God keep his promise. Because he's not a man that he have to lie. Even if I get ready to die out, God can stop time and fulfill his promise. Why? Because he is time. (laughs) We 
talking about the man that is time. Good graces of life. Chapter 18, verse 1 says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that a man ought to always... Shut, shut up! You ought to always be praying and faint not. Come on, somebody. So we ain't got time to take a break. Some of the things that probably happens in our neck of the woods, so to speak, is because we ain't got enough prayers out there to stop anything. Uh, because we stop praying and we start fainting. Fighting here means you stop praying and you start complaining. Hello, somebody. You should always pray and not turn back or turn coward or faint or lose heart or give up. How many folks giving up on God now? Look at all the folks that's giving up on God. Wow. You give up on the only one that can save you? That can preserve you? Second verse said, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. This man didn't, don't that sound like somebody we know? <laughs> I ain't calling his name. Fear not God, neither regard man. Third verse said, and there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. For afterward he said within himself, Though thou fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow trouble me, I will avenge her, lest by she continuous coming and she weary me. Lord have mercy. This woman know that this man, this judge didn't have no love for nobody. Huh? He didn't show feelings for anybody. In other words, he didn't have no mercy on nobody. But this woman, she consistently went to him because he had the authority to do for her what she needed done. So since she had, he had the authority, she kept pestering him and pestering him. I need you to avenge me, judge. It's your duty. And because this woman kept wearing him, Jane, kept going to his office, knocking on his door, asking him to avenge her. She said, he said, let me do this so I can get rid of this woman. She's a piss. And she gonna worry me. I see that she ain't going nowhere. Oh, can y'all get that? 
when are you going to start doing that? When are you going to start showing God that you ain't going nowhere? When are you going to start showing God that you're going to worry God until God do something for you? When are you going to show? This woman has some persistency. Judge wasn't in love with a Jane. He was just tied up. Uh, let me get rid of this problem. But let's see what God has to say about this. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust. Now, he's saying, you just heard what the unjust judge did. You just heard what a man that had no love for nobody. Had to, didn't, didn't regard nobody's feelings. Or even didn't regard what was right or wrong. Amen. So he said, you heard what that judge said. Seventh verse said. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cried day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man come, shall he find You got to go persistently by faith. Your faith is what's going to weary God. Lord, have mercy. God is not going to move unless you show him some faith. If you want to see the just judge avenge you, show him some faith. Show him some persistency in your walk with him and your faith. Lord, if I call on God by faith today, I'm going to call on God by faith tomorrow. I'm going to call on God by faith the next day. I'm going to keep calling on God until something happens. We drop out of the race too soon. We give up too soon. I like what he said when he said, and shall not God avenge his own elect. Who are you? Who are you? Are you the elect? God said he will avenge you. He will defend you. He will protect and avenge his elect, his chosen one, who cry to him day and night. What are you doing? Are you making it known? Are you crying out to him? You're quitting too soon. If you want to see the hand of God move, stop quitting. Amen. I have some things I want God to do, and I'm going to, and I keep telling avenge me on my adversary, God. And I'm going to keep telling him to avenge me on my adversary. Till I get the news that it didn't happen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Because I know he called me. Amen. 
I don't have to question that. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I, I, I know he hear me. I don't have to question that either. But what about the persistency? Because you don't get it today, you don't quit tomorrow. Come on, somebody. You got to be persistent in calling on God. I, I told somebody, uh, they might remember. You got to be persistent on calling on God about your children and your family. Huh? You might not see it today, but you keep calling God. Huh? Shall not God. You have to tell your faith about your children. You're going to be saved. Uh -huh. Huh? Come on now. You might not happen when I want it to happen, but you're going to be saved. Uh -huh. Just say amen. amen. Let's go to Luke 9, 19. Oh, Jane, this one is for me and you. Luke 19. I don't know what Alfred laughing about. It's for her, too. <laughs> huh? She ain't knee high to a duck, either. <laughs> Ooh. Let's start at the first verse. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And there came, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the, and he was rich. Hey, Jane, he might not have been tall, but he had money. <laughs> Jane, she don't know what's all in your pocket, do she? Zacchaeus was of a man of a short stature, 
so he couldn't see over all the tall folks. But what this man did, and I don't know if you notice or not, it said that he ran before and he climbed up in a sycamore tree because he knew they were going to pass that way. But you know what he did? He went in the sycamore tree and he waited. Huh? He went up in the sycamore tree and he waited with patience because he said he got to come by this way. Good God Almighty, Jane. He probably heard the crowd roaring and hollering, hallelujah, hosanna, and all of that way back there. But he said, I'm going to stay right here because he got to come this way. Good God Almighty. When are you going to stay until Jesus come your way? She didn't know he was coming that way, but he showed up. You don't never know when God is coming your way, but you got to be consistent in your faith, waiting on God, and when he show up, he's going to show up. This man waited in that, no, I'm probably waiting in a tree. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Ain't most comfortable position. Waiting on that hard wood up in the tree. Come on, somebody. Robert legged and went to sleep on him waiting. Huh? <laughs> Robert, Robert up in the tree saying, hurry up, Jesus, hurry up. <laughs> But Robert said, but he coming this way, so I'm going to wait. Huh? Come on now. Six verses. Now, 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 wait before we go to six. Jesus saw him in the tree and knew him by name. Lord, have mercy. Ain't it something when Jesus know you by name? I, I, I heard Sister Turner say, I, I, I know I'm still there because I heard him call my name. It's something else when you can hear the Lord call your name. Sometimes I don't know whether my wife understand why I get up sometime early because I've been heard a call and I don't know who it is or what it is. So I have to walk through the house to find out that everything's still okay. He chooses when he calls you. You just got to be the one that patiently wait on the Lord. So he saw him. Am I right? And he said, Zachiel, make haste. Don't waste no time. Come on down, boy. Come down for today. I must abide in that house. Look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus probably ran back and said, Lord, here I come. The man that I sit up in this tree and waited on to see, and now he's talking about he's going to stay at my house. Good God Almighty. I can, can 
Tennessee. Oh, Marsha. Down there, fire up that grill. Jesus is coming to stay at the house. Huh? Let's get to cooking. Come on, somebody. Yeah, put, put some of them rib eyes and T-bones on. We ain't serving pig today. <laughs> it's got to be rib eyes, T-bone, or the lamb. Six verse says, and he made haste and came down and received him, huh, joyfully. Don't lose your joy. You got your joy in the Lord. Don't let nobody rob you of your joy. It's hard to get back. Yeah. Keep it while you got it. Keep it intact. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Keep feeding your joy. The more you feed your joy, the more joy you going to have. Yeah. You don't need a brand new car to have joy. Not this kind of joy. You want this joy to come from the inside out. You want this joy down on the inside. You want it to the point that you say, I just can't keep it to myself, Robert. I got to call somebody and tell them about this joy. I said I was going to keep it to myself, but I found that I couldn't keep it. I had to call somebody and tell them about this joy. I can imagine Zacchaeus probably was cutting the rug. Huh? Shoot. Zacchaeus got home and he was a rich man so he had to have some folk working for him. He had everybody at the house working. Get this place cleaned up. Huh? Woman, get on there and get that food to cooking. Everybody had to go to work. Seventh verse says, and when they saw it, all mama said that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Lord have mercy. And we all were sinners, but we always complaining about who come to church. Because everybody came to church was a sinner. Came to be saved. Huh? Good God Almighty. You got saved. And you got it all together. You see with your arms all folded. Talking about who come to church. people to do it. Didn't she know she would come to church today? <laughs> I know she could have got up in time enough to do something better to her hair than she did. Come on, somebody. Mummering. Somebody said mummering. 